formed with your community. The Morning Drive on FM 96.3 and AM 620. WVMT. Welcome back to The Morning Drive, everybody, where you don't have to be the owner of a lonely heart just by tuning in to us here at The Morning Drive. Kurt and Anthony, you won't have a lonely heart because uh, you're always welcome here. And the Mackenzie Country Classic Hotline is always open, 888 And now joining us in studio is longtime veteran, legendary reporter, Mike Donahue. Good morning, Mike. Good morning, gentlemen. How we doing? We're doing great. <laughs> We're a uh, shot out of a cannon today. There's, there's, there's a lot going on. And and Patty uh, helped uh, clarify this tax issue Probably, uh, a little I mean, bit, you know. Although no, you I don't think a lot of people understand it. Oh, and, you know, your in eyes, South Burlington, you're getting hammered. Your eyes glaze over too when you hear this, and it's not because of anything Patty said that confused it. It's just because the system is so complex, convoluted, and confusing that. That's what you get when you try to sort through how this is all working. It's just so they got to simplify this. We've talked about it forever, though. Yeah, you know, and and uh, voters don't know what they're voting on with their school budgets anymore. But uh, Mike, let's talk about a couple of big cases that are in the news. Uh, one is, of course, we just learned now that it looks like the legislature is not going. The impeachment committee is probably not going to impeach John Grismore, the Franklin County Sheriff. Well, that's, uh, <laughs> and I wonder how much money they spent. Yeah, how much, what, do, is, do, that, is that do, a chunk of money? Figuring that out, and, uh, eh, I, you know, it's hard to say, I mean, could they be close to a million dollars? I wouldn't be surprised. I mean, by the time you get all the legislators, all the times they met, you got legislative counsel, uh, you They've hired two outside law firms to do investigations. They they have the state police chasing after things. So, you know, if you start billing in their time, which they may not include and everything like that, and all the lawyers that they have working on it. Was it a mistake for them to start these impeachment proceedings to begin with, with Grismore in particular? Because now they're saying what we talked about on this show many times, which is you're talking about something that he did before he was elected. And now they are sort of seem to be catching on to that. That's tough to impeach somebody when he did something before and then voters elected him anyway. Should they have even gone down this road and spent this amount of money? And, and or should they have just left it to the legal system to look into these issues, which they are? Yeah. I mean, I've, it probably would have made sense to let's see what plays out in the legal system. The, the issue of trying to impeach him for conduct before he was elected by the county voters up there. Now, the interesting thing is John Lavoie, the Franklin County State's attorney, they they went after him, but it was only for conduct after he got elected right, exactly. as a state's attorney. Right. Now, whether he said things to co-workers, females, and, and made disparaging remarks of, of people with some deformities and other things that were alleged and everything like that. I think I said on this show, did he just turn on a switch when he got right. elected? Right. Or had this guy who I've known for 35 plus years, I mean, he said that's the way he's always been. But they yeah. didn't take any action for any of his time as a deputy state's attorney. 
And now the same thing with Grismore. It's like, oh, well, we can only do it from the time He's that he got elected. Yeah. And he hasn't done that much. No. And and, <laughs> and the, the the contrast is, 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 is pretty glaring because after the state's attorney was elected, all this came out. And you're right. The, prior to that, he was an employee of the other state's attorney. And that falls on hostile work environment and the previous employer and everything else. But but when you're at the top, then then it, then you are responsible. And he got elected to the top and continued that activity. And it's pretty straightforward. With with Grismore, it's equally as straightforward. Um, the act that they claimed they weren't filing impeachment against him because of the whole election thing, it, the whole thing just fell apart. And now the question I have for you is, because you you were really good at, at uh, public information, we know all the meetings were in secret, okay? I, I understand the logic because it's like a, you know, they're, they're talking about sensitive things and they've got witnesses coming in. It's like a grand jury, you know, kind of thing. Well, but no, spending, I'll disagree with that. Okay. That's what they were saying. That's their logic. But, it's, but it wasn't. I mean, the police did their investigation and it was pretty much over with. And the reality is that the witnesses you know, are going to have to testify in public at some point. So, and, yeah, okay. You know, they should have been in the impeachment process. But to, uh, to, the, to the money, the money spent has got to be public record. Yeah, it, 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 it will be. It's going to take a lot of time yeah. to get somebody. Gotcha. And I'm not sure that they're willing to. Oh, they're not going to do it. I mean, somebody's going to have to file a public records request and try to figure out. Mike, how hard do you think it would have been? After a period of time here where they've been meeting in behind closed doors, as has been said, and have been going through this impeachment proceeding, and now at the end of the day, they've said something that we've talked about on the show many times about how do you impeach something, somebody who was duly elected after this event was all over the place. How hard would it have been for them to get a legal ruling ahead of time instead of now they're, they're telling legislators, hey, look, we, we, this isn't going to work. How hard would it have been to just get that simple legal, you know, advice from the got legislative council, right? Get that legal advice at the beginning and and not go down this road. Well, I mean, they certainly <clears throat> could have, but I think that some people jumped, saw it was, you know, in the video to some people thought it was outrageous. Yeah, but but you you guys probably have heard, and I certainly have heard. People who thought that was appropriate conduct for dealing with a totally uncooperative, intoxicated prisoner who had kept these officers. Wasn't complying. Wasn't complying. And the thing had gone on for over two hours, but you only see a 15-second clip of of what. And and, and that's what happens a lot of times with police. Yeah police assaultive behavior mm-hmm. things the police are dealing with somebody they get frustrated and and the guy was so out of control it was his mother that called the police on him i believe yeah she yeah. was he was causing problems at her house and she called to have him i guess removed or <laughs> i mean to have was, some attention it, to him. it was a little disturbing to watch the video but there was no permanent damage or anything to the guy it wasn't like he went and beat the 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 pulp at him of him or something I'm not saying I, I think that was the proper course of action. Yeah, yeah. I, I mean, I think everybody in hindsight probably thinks might have been able to do something different. Yeah. But you're right. It wasn't like somebody took a nightstick and clubbed the guy. And, right. Uh, 
it was just and, sort of a pushback, as Grismore says, it was more of a get him to sit down kind of thing. And but, so do you think there's anything that still could, they're having one, I guess they're having one more impeachment hearing and thinking maybe some more evidence comes out, but what are the odds of that, do you think? I don't know. I mean, they, <laughs> I, th- I think at this point, you know, they, they've got too much ahead of them in the, them, the legislature is too much ahead of them. Yeah, uh, hold a plug to, to do. <laughs> yeah, and and to get out of of Montpelier early because this is an election year, and the one thing they always learn to do is get out and don't wow. drag if you're up for re-election. They're in a bit yeah. of a conundrum <laughs> with all these tax increases, and of course now there's a bright new shiny object in the corner. The prospect of being able to raise taxes is kind of exciting to some. <laughs> Let's go to the phones real quick. Good morning. You're live on the morning drive. Good morning. Regarding the sheriff, I think the the simplest explanation is that Democrats tried to destroy this man, but he didn't give a damn. And uh, that's just what happened. Well, it does seem kind of partisan. What do you think of that, Mike? Well, I mean, there was uh, an effort to have him removed by the Democrats off the ballot. And... uh, Although I guess the Republican up in St. Albans also asked to have but, it removed. But, Corey, but uh, yeah, I mean, I think both both parties did, but I think the Democrats really pushed and yeah. said, we've got somebody on standby that's ready to go uh, and everything like that. So, And then they pushed uh, um, to have write-in candidates, and then they were write-in candidates, which I know you could say, well, he only beat write-in candidates, but still thousands of people decided to check his name off that didn't have to. Yeah. And, and, you know, as I said, I think there's a lot of people up there that said to me and said to others, you know, I support him. Yep. You know, well, he was the, cops, elected. the cops no have, and, so you know, have to put up with a lot, and I, you know, I voted for him. You know, Let's go back to the phones. Good morning. You're live on the morning drive. Uh, good morning, gentlemen. Uh, good morning, Mike. You know, uh, I'm thinking because I'm the ultimate cynic, and there are those of us out here, um, what this all was was a way to get that pay raise. They don't get. Uh, they don't dare to vote for anymore. Have all this overtime. That's what it was, guys. Well, they do get paid <laughs> yeah. when they're having these hearings. As much as they complain about, we need to get paid when we go to a neighborhood meeting. They get yeah. paid for these things, right? Yeah, I mean, they, there is a daily fee that they get when any summer legislative study or non regular legislative session when the when the legislature is out of session they do have summer studies and things so they do get paid there's a daily rate uh and i I don't know exactly what it is these days but you know that's another bill that's on the yeah still sitting over there the the pay raise bill that yeah, didn't didn't quite go through the last year, and now now we're in an election year, and well, they don't toned dare. it down a little bit. They, and I haven't heard too much about it. They, well, they keep hearing from people, <laughs> I think, and they don't they don't dare to do it right now. You should see the the the, the, the video. Let's let's go back to the, the whole phones. Thing. Good morning. You're live on the morning drive. You know, anybody who is disturbed by that sheriff's actions that think it was inappropriate should go spend a few shifts with a cop. Then you'll really be disturbed at what they have to deal with every day. Now I hope that he sues the state to get his certification back. And if the legislature wants to impeach anyone that really deserves to be impeached, go to Addison County to the state's attorney's office. 
Oh, well, there, well, that brings our segue. <laughs> now, well, do, I, do, do I, we do we need to take a break? No, okay. Well, let's keep uh, going then. Well, um, that brings and us. just just for listeners who may not be aware, the Addison County State's Attorney, uh, Eva Vakos, uh, was arrested by the Vermont State Police last week on possible DWI charge. Uh, she, ironically, the Vermont State Police had called her to a fatal shooting in the town of Bridport. Um, oftentimes when they have possible homicides, they want the state's attorney or at least give them the opportunity to go to the crime scene. So if they have to prosecute the case, they're familiar with what it looked like and they can help determine what needs to be done or not done as part of the investigation. She arrived, according to the Vermont State Police, there was evidence that she was somewhat impaired. Uh, she, they arrested her. They brought her to the barracks. She did not cooperate, wouldn't give a breath test, wouldn't do any preliminary tests, uh, wouldn't be photographed, wouldn't be fingerprinted, and she is due in court uh, in about two weeks. And that's uh, one of the things the, uh, we talked, Anthony brought up on this show is, can a regular person refuse to be photographed? And I mean, obviously she was processed in the sense that she was charged, but can a regular person go in there and refuse the things that, that the state's attorney, that is kind of Ava Vakos refused to do. Um, do we know? I think, yeah. I mean, I think based on conduct, I mean, every once in a while I'll see and the police will say, you know, I'll call up and say, Hey, where's the mugshot? And the person will say, he was out of control. We couldn't get a picture. You know, we couldn't get fingerprints. He just, the person was. But can they refuse to do that? Well, I mean, they're just out of control. And I don't know what would happen in this case, but they're out of control. And I've seen where uh, at the end of the affidavit, probable cause that they asked that the judge at the arraignment order the person to go to the sheriff's office or the police department, the state police barracks, to have their fingerprints and photograph taken <laughs> because well, the person didn't cooperate. So there's a court order. You know, and, and because this is a DUI thing in, in Vermont, you know, you, you it, it, it's the law. If you refuse to a field sobriety test, you are automatically arrested and taken for processing. And it also says Vermont law authorizes law enforcement officer to request a test to determine whether the person is under the influence. If the officer's request is reasonable and it's refused, the person's license or privilege to operate will be suspended immediately for six months. So if you refuse a test and an officer asks you to do it, and then you're arrested and taken back to the, to the, uh, to the barracks, it, it's pretty straightforward. I mean, and if she's driving right now and that's, there will be a hearing, presumably at some point, and a judge will have to rule whether the officer or officers that were there were reasonable in asking for her to give a breath test. Let's go back to the phones. Good morning. You're live on the morning drive. Good morning. I, I just, for a moment, just want to go back to the sheriff deal. Yep. And I think people are overlooking it. When I first saw that, and I thought, it's not that big of a deal for me, right? Now, here's the thing. Number one, the guy pushed this guy. He didn't kick him. And if people can't understand it, think about it this way. A football player goes up at the beginning of the game, and he runs up to the ball, and he stops in front of it. 
and he pushes, he puts his foot on the ball and he pushes it and it rolls forward four feet. Okay. Nothing versus him running up, kicking it as hard as he can. And it goes 75 yards. It's the same thing. He didn't kick the guy. He pushed him and he's using it because he's further away than if he was to push him with his hand. Okay. Cause the guy's spitting on people. If people can't see that, they're just not understanding what really happened. I think the guy should just drop it all, let him go back to what he was doing, and end of story. What do you guys think about that? All right, I'll listen to it. We'll go to Mike first. Mike, what do you think of that? Um, I think there's some question, first of all, whether he was, in fact, spitting. There's, there's an allegation that he may have been, I think, the two officers that had made the arrest. I'm not sure that they thought he was spitting or... And Grismore says he was. And Grismore says he thought he was and whether the guy was, you know, coughing and hacking up something or whatever. He put the spit guard on him at some point and uh, to try to help defuse the situation. How much of this, Mike, to what the caller said, how much of this, though, do you think is if you, like the cop watch group, right, in Burlington that goes around and, and videotapes cops whenever there's any kind of incident... And, and we know police work is hard. And if you're facing, if you're dealing with, let's say on the streets of Burlington, you're dealing with somebody that's out of control, won't comply, and is being violent, th- what you're going to see in that video is probably not going to be pleasant to look at because sometimes it's hard work and it's not pleasant to look at. How much of that do you think is what this is to some degree? I think a good chunk of it is. I mean, I, you know, as a, one of those callers said, you know, somebody ought to ride along with the police. And, you know, to be honest, I haven't ridden with troopers or anybody for a number of years. And so maybe I probably ought to go out and yeah, me too. see what the latest is. But, you know, it, it's, you know, I've certainly seen my share of out of control. Yeah. You know, people at domestics or DWIs or, you know, bar fights or whatever. And, and sometimes it's like they, walk they a mile in their shoes. Yeah. Walk a mile in a police officer's shoes, do the right along because, and try dealing with somebody that's out of control, maybe intoxicated or on drugs or whatever, and see how you deal with it. Yeah. Not I, I don't mean, w- I don't mean you. I mean, <laughs> <laughs> I did want to go back to uh, one caller there that said something about impeaching the Addison County State's Attorney. Uh, I would note that. There is precedent here where a state's attorney got arrested for DWI and he continued to work. Who was that? Can you? John Rocray in Wyndham County many, many years ago. He lost his driver's license. Mm-hmm. He, uh, from what I understood, rode a bicycle to work. Yep. I think it was back then it was only 90 days, uh, the suspension. He mm-hmm. rode his bike and I believe if i remember correctly being told there was a homicide and he rode his bicycle to the homicide yeah so he could <laughs> well <laughs> and check I'm not... and everything like that so we're going to wait and see where w- what happens to this case is still presumably we're everybody's still waiting for uh charity clark to uh, call him back and well, see whether that's what i want to take go. the case you know you i mean because they keep saying it's it's been or it's going to be referred but Nothing has happened. Hey, have you checked on that, John? Uh, Mike, John, Mike. Uh, I, I've got a call from last week, and I've emailed her and texted her, and she she's not the most responsive public official. We've in, in getting seen. back and to it, reporters, yeah, getting back to reporters, getting back to legislators, getting back to 
lawyers. Uh, I mean, that's one of the... Or the auditor of accounts. I was suing her for not getting back it's to It's one of the comments I hear frequently from public officials that it's hard to get a hold of her. She's got a wonderful chief of staff who, uh, you know, is wonderful, but, you know, they just say the attorney general never picks up the phone. It, everything is screened yeah. and and everything like that. So, now, now do you but think the, the other thing on on with 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 this case that's sort of interesting is the attorney general has concurrent jurisdiction to prosecute this case, so presumably ought to be taking it. And I think T.J. Donovan, Bill Sorrell, anybody would have been on the horn. Yeah, the so, next morning. Yeah, we got to do but, that. But the other thing is, other states' attorneys could prosecute this case. But the thing that is different in this one is. She would have the authority to figure out which state's attorney would prosecute her. And then is she going to look for a sweetheart deal or somebody who's a friend who may give her a break and whatever. Yeah. And and so really the attorney general, presumably, ought to be the one taking the ball and running with it. Now, the other case that's connected here with Ava Vakos, the Addison County District Attorney, uh, is... The 14-year-old boy that was killed uh, tragically in Bristol in the car. 14-year-old boy kills another 14-year-old boy in the car. Um, and they were just in court the other day with the, with the defense attorney saying they want to move. It's been, it's been put in adult court, and the defense attorney is making the motion to move it to uh, family court, right? So the family of the boy that was tragically killed is also bringing up the Addison County State's attorney saying they're very concerned and that they're concerned about how her charge of DUI impacts their case because they feel like they weren't even alerted to things that were going on by the state's attorney's office. Yeah. I mean, I, I think, you know, that they're counting this homicide that she went to or possible homicide that she went to last week, that 14 year old uh, who's dead. And there's another one where there's a 12 year old in Waltham that shot somebody. Right. Right. So there's, there's three, at least three homicides that that office is. Consi- I don't remember you know. ever there being three homicides at the same time <laughs> yeah. in Addison County. You know, and they're going to have to figure out, and and that may be why the AG's office is a little slow in picking up here because not only is it a DWI that you're picking up, but you may have to pick up a homicide. But you know, so, if if they decide, but you know, they do have. I don't know. Somebody told me they have eight or ten lawyers in the criminal division and less than a hundred cases. So, so if you were able to get Charity Clark, our attorney general, on the phone now, uh, you haven't been able to. But what's what's <laughs> you the main? You should get her on your show. <laughs> well, we'll try. What's the what's the main couple questions you'd be wanting to get from her? Well, first, you know, is she is she in her office going to take the case? I mean, the best we could get out of when I called and left a message. Her chief of staff sent me an email saying, "Here's our statement that we're in touch with the attorney, the, the state's attorneys and sheriff's office, and we'll be communicating." Which is a non-statement, but yeah. you know, it'd be news if they weren't talking, right? You know? Yep. So I said, "Well, who has Charity talked to, and when?" And they sent back a note saying, "This is all we're saying." So they it. wouldn't even say that no. Charity's even been involved in this. Thing. No. So. No. I, I, you know, at some point, maybe 
I I I I uh, I look at these as two separate issues. Um, you know, if 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 uh, she takes her lumps, does what everybody does when they do something wrong, and is still the state's attorney, I'm fine with it. What what bothers me most is trying to kind of play above the law and refusing fingerprints. And I mean, I don't know anybody that gets pulled into a state. A barracks that doesn't do what the state trooper says. This is foreign to me. Okay, you just shut up. And no, do what they tell you there, to do. there are there, there are, are. Okay. Yeah, probably because this is a high profile yeah. kind of case, and it, it, there's a couple of things that's unusual about this case. Yeah. I mean, I, you know, one thing is that they brought in a state police sergeant from Rutland Barracks to actually handle the case. Okay, you know, so, the no so, so it's not it's not somebody interest. that she's used to dealing with every yeah, yeah. time. Well, that makes sense. And then the other thing I was told was that, uh, and not, it, nothing against it, but when she was released after processing, that apparently she called one of her deputy state's attorneys to come pick her up. Uh, well, I'm glad she didn't home. drive away. Yeah, yeah, you know, they weren't going to let her drive. Mike Donahue, longtime veteran, legendary reporter in Vermont. He's been doing it forever. He's the guy to ask the questions. Let me tell you what. Yeah. Uh, thanks for being on the morning drive as always today. Always glad to be here. Thanks Thank for coming in, Mike. It's no always problem. fun. I, we always learn something and keep and it up. Keep that, it up. That puts a wrap on another edition of the morning drive today. Be right back with us here tomorrow morning starting at six because guess what? We've got Lieutenant Governor Dave Zuckerman and mayoral candidate Joan Shannon. Not at the same time, though. Not at the same time, but that might be kind of fun, too. And you're good debate. Uh, You're only going to hear the morning drive in one place and one place only. News Talk WVMT Burlington.